everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It Podcast. We're going to talk about attachment theories today. And Ray is going to be the presenter. Go ahead, Ray. Take the microphone. Hey, thanks, Paul. So this is a a thing that I've heard about before and been looking into um, recently as I go through my own growth and development. And had someone bring up to me the idea of attachment theory which basically explains um, in its simplest form two different styles uh, that people tend to develop throughout childhood. Um, So we talk about a lot past pre-programmed conditioning and it um, being your internal thoughts and this programming that uh, determines how you grow and develop. A lot of things that tend to operate in the unconscious or subconscious mind so that we're not aware of them, but their patterns and things that we repeat. So um, attachment theory explains one of those specific patterns where you have insecure attachment and you have secure attachment. And as you might expect, when it comes to secure attachment, it has a lot to do with the child feeling safe as uh, as we grow up, and uh, securely attached people tend to to agree with the following statements. It is relatively easy for me to become emotionally close to others. I'm comfortable depending on others and having others depend on me. I don't worry about being alone or others not accepting me. This style of attachment usually results from a history of warm and responsive interactions with their attachment figures in their uh, early years. So um, it says here, securely attached people tend to have positive views of themselves and their attachments. People that uh, grow up in these sorts of environments where they have positive reinforcements, they don't fear that their caretaker or the people they look up to are going to leave them and things like that tend to, to develop more secure attachment styles um, where they don't have as, as much of an issue opening up and connecting on an intimate level in a healthy relationship. Now, on the other side, you have insecure attachments, <clears throat> and those break down into two main categories. You have anxious and uh, avoidant attachment that uh, anxious, preoccupied, and dismissive, dismissive, avoidant. But anxious attachment styles tend to be considered clingy or needy because they, the way that they interact and look for intimacy is through an anxious clinging to and through the fear of uh, abandonment, commitment issues, trust issues, and things like that that come from early childhood, feeling like you can't depend on um, people or uh, you can't trust people to keep you safe, you naturally develop a pattern of insecure attachment, but that can develop in two ways, one being the anxious, where, like I said, you're more needy and clingy, or the other being avoidant, which is what I find myself dealing with more in most relationships in my life, the way that I deal with intimacy is keeping distance, uh, protecting myself 
by being guarded um, or when it comes to intimacy, finding reasons to not allow things to get too close. And on the on the side of insecure attachment, that's where I would fall and that's where some of us fall is in some ways we develop barriers, defense mechanisms that prevent us from connecting with people in a deep way because we fear on some level that we uh, might not be safe in that situation or can't trust other people and the decisions they might make, the effect they may have on us, so on and so forth. I'm going to just read a few of the descriptions here. On the avoidant, people with this attachment style desire a high level of independence. The desire for independence often appears as an attempt to avoid attachment altogether. Um, that's something I can relate to, you know, feeling that uh, a lot of times I'll be better off alone in taking care of things myself. Even in group settings, I tend to be, you know, work more alone because I guess it's that control thinking that, you know, if I focus and put my mind to something, I can better control the outcomes. But if left to anyone else, there's that fear of things going wrong or not being able to count on other people, or if I was to count on other people, I might regret it. So there's that independence there, but as a a means to escape the, uh, you know, having to trust people and and to rely on people. It says they view themselves as self-sufficient and invulnerable to feelings associated with being closely attached to, to others. They often deny needing close relationships some may even view close relationships as relatively unimportant. Not surprisingly, they seek less intimacy with attachments, whom they often view less positively than they view themselves. People, the, people with a dismissive, avoidant attachment style tend to suppress and hide their feelings, and they tend to deal with rejection by distancing themselves from the sources of re, their uh, rejection. Some of that we talked about. Um, just a little bit about the... Uh, Anxious attachments, it says uh, people with this style seek high levels of intimacy, approval, and responsiveness from their attachment figure. They sometimes value intimacy to such an extent that they become overly dependent on the attachment figure. Compared with securely attached people, people who are anxious or preoccupied with attachment tend to have less positive views about themselves. They may feel a sense of anxiousness that only recedes when in contact with the attachment figure. They often doubt their worth as a person and blame themselves for the attachment figure's lack of responsiveness. People who are anxious or preoccupied with attachment may exhibit high levels of emotional expressiveness, emotional dysregulation, worry, and impulsiveness in their relationships. So it also goes on to talk about how insecure attachment styles tend to attract themselves to each other because you have one who's always seeking that approval, that connection, that intimacy to an anxious and sometimes overbearing extent, and you got the other who's trying to run from it. So they tend to attract each other and play out this whole toxic scenario um, but the key is becoming aware of it. So for me, that's uh, been helping me to to notice that. And everything that I've read about the avoidant attachment style aligns with me. And 
to understand this makes me realize that it's not just a personal preference, you know, or because I tend to just think it's just how I am, but there's no mystery in it being so uh, linked to childhood, how I was, you know, I was raised. A lot of these things we've talked about in past episodes, me and Paul talked about personally, um, trust and things like that. The things that I didn't think about as much, Paul would say, you know, sounds like you have trust issues. I'm like, well, I don't think really trust issues, just trying to work through every possible scenario and point out any flaws so that I can rid myself of any people or things that I think could ever ultimately hurt me in any way, which is probably the definition word for word for trust issues. But like we talk about with it, it tends to disguise these things. So I can tell myself, no, I'm just careful. I'm, you know, particular about the type of people I surround myself with. But ultimately, you know, I'm combing every person and thing with a fine tooth comb to try to figure out if there's any issues or or any um, thing that I would have to fear or worry about, even on a subconscious level, just my safety, you know, my comfort, which is without those feelings, I'd imagine there is a lot more comfort, you know, just understanding that, uh, um, you know, intimacy is okay, connecting with people is okay, um, communicating, expressing yourself is okay, uh, being um, <clears throat> accepted, being loved is okay. All these things are are good and healthy and normal, but that if we develop an insecure attachment style, that those patterns could be contributing to a lot more of what we're feeling and going through than, you know, just our own personal preference or just being unaware of that altogether. So thanks, Paul. Thank you very much. You know, throughout the whole uh, presentation that you've been given, I thought you were talking about my biography. (laughs) (laughs) You you feel some of that in your past, uh, too? Oh, quite a few, you know, uh, insecure attachment theory, abandonment attachment theory, anxious attachment theory, uh, coming from my past program conditioning throughout my childhood up until I was about 16 or 17. And I began to realize when I went into service at 16 that, you know, these things were abnormal compared to other people that I were around. And uh, I decided to uh, do some research and go into finding out why I had these particular feelings and emotions and didn't know what they were. And, of course, over a period of a couple of years, I realized that I had to work on these particular areas of uh, challenges that I had in order to further my uh, education when it comes to my emotions and feelings and relationships that I had throughout my life. But, yeah, I uh, experienced because of my childhood, the way I was brought up in the environment that I was brought up in, uh, I experienced two, three, four of those. And uh, I know exactly 
uh, how to relate to you and other people when it comes to these attachment theories. I really appreciate you uh, talking about attachment theories tonight because uh, it's something I'm well aware of and I've experienced in the past. I really appreciate that, uh, Ray. Uh, Jody, you online? Yep, I'm here. Uh, do you want to give us some uh, input on any of your attachment theories maybe that you had or talk about it in any way, shape, or form? Sure. Um, I think that was a really good presentation, Ray. Covered a lot of the different attachment styles and you know some of the different things you can look at, um, kind of like a little checklist. And attachment styles... When, when I came across them, I thought it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, it it, it kind of goes in parallel with what we talk about with our it and our uh, past program conditioning. And Paul talks about, you know, the, the first what, seven years of your life are really important. The way your parents raise you and the way they kind of connect with you is all starting that recording of how you are learning to be like and how you are going to end up repeating in, in, in relationships and friendships and everything throughout your life. So the, the attachment styles and other things are all blended together to create this past program conditioning, and I think it's really important. I thought it was pretty interesting for me just kind of recognizing like kind of how I was treated from either my dad and how I was treated from my mom and how some of those play a part in different relationships I've been in, things like that, how I respond with my kids, um, how I respond to my brothers and sisters and things like that. So it's, uh, you know, one of those key things to be mindful of to increase our awareness. So, yeah, Ray, I think that was a really good presentation, and thanks for uh, putting that on tonight. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, I think the... uh, I think the presentation uh, hit home with me uh, because, like I said, uh, from from birth until I was about 16, 17 years old when I went to the service, I experienced uh, several of those attachment theories that you discussed tonight. So uh, next week, I'd like to start working on the Discover It book and maybe uh, talk a little bit about uh, the first chapter of the book. All right, guys, uh, if there's nothing else we're going to participate in this evening, we will see you all next Thursday night at 730. Y'all call your friends, relatives, and enemies and tell them to be on next Thursday night at 730. We'll see you then, guys.